All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome into the LOTL postgame show. Uh, I'm Dan here with Ryan and Steven. A uh, uh, little congratulations, first and foremost, go out in order. Steven got married yesterday. Congratulations, Steve. There we go. Thank you very much. It was just an amazing day. Um, couldn't say much more about it. Um, day of my dreams, honestly. It was amazing. It was amazing. I was there, able to take part in it, thankfully, and uh, um, it was an awesome day. Steve's lovely wife is actually in the next room uh, as we record this. Steve was uh, gracious enough to join us uh, the day after uh, his wedding, but with with what's going on with COVID right now, I mean, what what else were they going to do? So, right. so Steve is with us, so we appreciate it. True. Yeah. And uh, luckily, have to come here to celebrate a Browns win. Exactly. Like, I mean, that's. I mean, I can't not do that. Exactly. Luckily enough, you're you're sacrificing to be with us and go over a Browns victory, ten seven over the Houston Texans. <laughs> sorry, Jordan. <laughs> so sorry. As the Browns move to six and three, and. Uh, uh, bounce back after uh, the bye week and that uh, that disappointing loss against the Raiders two weeks ago. Oddly enough, it was like a same same weather day. Very very similar conditions. Uh, the wind was actually howling probably even more so today than yeah. it was two weeks ago. Uh, there was no precipitation during the game. Well, there was right. at the beginning where there was a severe thunderstorm that came through, which yeah. actually delayed the start of the game by half an hour. But yep. uh, once the game got underway, we're not dealing with sleet or anything like that. But I mean, we, tropical storm force sustained winds at times. Uh, gusts getting you know 60, 65 miles an hour. I'm not, I'm not joking. I mean, it's no. really blew over a tree in my backyard. Yeah. So obviously, passing the ball today was very difficult. Uh, yeah. And the Browns accordingly came out with a game plan. And you look at the the spread of the plays. You know, 41 rushes to only 20 passes. I mean, that's exactly what the conditions yeah. called for. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, once they got into the fourth quarter, I think the Browns had 148 yards rushing in the fourth quarter alone. That's, like, really good for a whole game. They did that in the fourth quarter. 231 yards in totality, so they weren't even at 100 yet before the fourth quarter. There's yeah. Not a lot of offense before the fourth quarter, to be right. honest. Right. Um, so, 10-7 uh, win is not pretty, but it's a win. You know, if the Browns would have won 16-6 to over the Raiders instead of losing 16-6 to – that would be pretty too, and we'd be sitting at seven and two. That would be really pretty. So it's the difference: winning pretty or win, winning ugly and losing ugly is the dichotomy that we've seen in our last two games. And uh, you know, it feels it feels much better to be on the uh, winning side of that for sure. Well, that's what I was saying earlier: is that you know, at the end of the day, you wish that the game would be less ugly, but I'd rather win them than lose them. That's what it comes down to. Sure, I, I, you know. We're six and three. Nobody on earth would have uh, put us here. I had potential to be seven and two, but you know that's what yeah. ifs and could have been. Can't do anything about that. But we're six and three, and we have one of the easier schedules remaining. And we have an important game uh, later down the stretch against Tennessee. Yep. Uh, but we still have games against. Although I was going to say Jacksonville, but they just put up a fight against uh, Green Bay. So they did. I, you know, I, not to say that we need to call that a loss, but it's something to, to monitor. The Giants are actually not the pushovers uh, that they appeared to be early on. They're not a very good team, but the Giants try super hard, but the Jets are still the Jets. Um, the Giants also beat a, another bad team today. The, yeah, Philly. Our um, next opponent, Philadelphia. Yeah. Exactly. Which, Who, which is like they're the, – the Eagles are bad, but they're not bad enough to where 
I'm just going to say, oh, we're going to win that game. Right. Correct. I'm with you there. I think we could certainly win the game, but if we lose it, I wouldn't be blown away. Yeah. I'll, I mean, I'll just say this, and, uh, you know, a lot of it could be contributed to the um, the weather, but our um, our passing offense needs to get a lot better. And so, I mean, and so does the secondary. I mean, right now the D-line is doing just about as much as they can do. I think that we were bailed out today. Our, our not-so-great defense was bailed out by the fact that Deshaun Watson wasn't able to throw the ball with his normal um, yeah. uh, uh, skill and ability because yeah. there was a couple passes where we, we got pretty lucky that a ball was overthrown or hit a gust of wind or something like that. I mean, we I, the whole game, up until like the last couple minutes, it was crazy. It felt like we were losing like 14 nothing the whole game. It, it felt like we were constantly down and behind the eight ball, but we we never trailed. Yeah. Um, Ryan, well, that's is that lot. because you spend all your time during the game on Twitter and, and dealing with, with Twitter honks? I, yeah. You know, I definitely yeah. – I live in the cesspool uh, during the games. You live in Troll City. Yeah, I definitely do. And it's I, I tell you what, I damn near got whiplash between Baker's not the answer and Baker is the answer. I'm all, so sick and tired of Every that. game, every single – it's got, we, y'all, we yeah. do this every week. Like It's like if the guy doesn't throw for 300 yards and three touchdowns, like he's 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 a bad quarterback. Like. I, I was actually encouraged today. He did nothing today to, to potentially lose us the game. He didn't it, turn the ball over. And he made some pretty sharp heads-up plays. I mean, yes. he got he got popped for intentional grounding. I think Which that was, was a bad call, That was a soft call. Was right there. Thought he was in the area. Uh, technically, the ball didn't get to the line, and the ref didn't think that he was th- the Jarvis was close enough. I, I don't like the call, but yeah. the quick thinking on that fumble, I mean, because that was – I mean, and I so tell what, you what – what Ryan Steve didn't see much of the game, so I don't know if you saw this. What Ryan's talking about was he was on the first drive. The Browns the drove down the correct? field. Yeah, the Browns drove down the field, mm-hmm. and uh, J.C. Treader just muffed the snap. Like he he snapped it, and it didn't get off the ground. It just rolled, mm-hmm. and it rolled right between Baker's legs, like 10, 15 yards back. Baker scrambles, and instead of just falling on it, because because you know who like if you if they lost 15 yards on that play i think they're would have been out of field goal around range. the 10 mm-hmm. with the weather today yes would have been out of field goal range so baker has the wherewithal to try and pick it up and try and get the incompletion so you know you can put the ball back at the original line of scrimmage well so he picks it up he's clearly outside the tackle box but with the rules with intentional rounding you have to get it to you still have to get it to the line of scrimmage, line of scrimmage. he was probably about 3 yards short of that but mm-hmm. Jarvis Landry was right there on the sidelines looking for the ball. Hmm. Um, so I, I thought it was a really bad call, and it resulted. And and really, I honestly think the Browns would have gone for it on fourth down because it, it would have been fourth and one. The intentional grounding just knocked them back. I think they would have gone for it. And, you know, when you have 230 yards worth of rushing in a game, obviously not at that point, but – you would have liked your chances on fourth and one with either Chubb or Hunt. Absolutely. It would have certainly put you in the more dominating position at the start of the game if you would finished that drive with a touchdown as opposed yeah. to a field goal. But field goal lead was actually pretty imposing for most of this game. It was the difference in the game. Now, and you know, Houston, they had some special teams yeah. issues. Um, I, I mean, can we talk a little bit about what happened in the third quarter when they had the drive um, and they got into quasi-field goal range and they were thinking of going for it in the fourth and two and then – Yep. Cornell called timeout, and then they decided to go the other way, and then the field goal was missed. Grandpa Romeo. That's a case of that's a case of the fact that you have an old-school defensive coach saying, oh, my God, if we go for it and we don't get it, like, <laughs> I don't know. I, it was a dumb call. I, he bailed us out by punting he, that ball. He, he bailed us out all day long. I mean, yeah. there were – Oh, for sure. Penalties. I mean, Houston definitely – the, refer- the fact they had to call that second timeout – 
uh, in the how much time was left? I forget how much it was. Was it in the third quarter? Might have been been just in the fourth. It was near the end of the third, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So so they they stopped the Browns on third and four. Browns didn't get any yards, so it was fourth and four. And I don't know if this was. Um. Hard to follow this game because with all the, the crazy wind going on, you had places where yeah. the internet was out, places where the TV was oh, out, places yeah. where power is out. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, I'm sure everybody listening to this as, experienced as, that at some point. As I know. Much as I was, you know, I was watching it on Fox Eight on my digital antenna. So like when my internet went out, I didn't lose the game. But uh, if the power had gone out, obviously I would have lost it. Um, but yeah, so it was. Uh, it was. I don't know if it was. Um, Stefanski did this on purpose, leaving the offense out on the field. I don't know if maybe they were try they were going to try and get Texans to jump and then ultimately call a timeout, but the Texans bailed them out because they thought for sure the Browns were punting originally, and then the Browns' offense stayed on the field. So then they tried to bring their defense back on the field, and only only about half of the team ended up substituting. So then Romeo had to end up calling a timeout, and that played a big role because you know Huge. Toward, towards the end of the game, you know yeah. that 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 timeout could have proved uh, right. Man, pretty important you, to them. When you don't have timeouts at the end of the game and you're behind, that is never a good thing. No. Yeah. Well, Especially I, one. I mean, two, okay, maybe you can get away with it because you also have the two-minute warning. I mean, when you have one timeout and you're down multiple scores in the fourth quarter, you're screwed. It's a rough spot to be in. Well, And I tell you what, not to be entirely lumping on Romeo, Kevin Stefanski had some interesting play calling yeah, and uh, decision-making yeah. throughout the game. I tell you what, the first half was definitely worse. The second half felt better. I felt a little bit yeah. better about the second sure. half in terms of play calling, in terms of the decision-making. But, man, that um, the first half was it, – it was rough. And it just kind of felt like Houston was like, hey, we know you're going to run. We know you don't want to throw – try us and it just it didn't whatever was going on we didn't we still were able to run the ball with 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 somewhat uh efficiency but that was was more slow and steady yeah and that's one of the worst run defenses in the league and clearly by the end of the game it was yeah it was frustrating yeah but that that last run by chubb was a a bulk of the you know the the yardage that was probably what a 60 (laughs) 70 yard run something like that Uh, so they were right around midfield, so yeah, fifty-ish. Yeah, yard forty-five, run. fifty. So yeah, that was that was a sizable chunk of change. Yeah. What um, I love about that was the final drive of the game, and this was right after Peoples Jones had the muff, oh, where he got tackled inside the five, which oh that God. could have been just a disastrous play. It almost was. You know what was funny was um, I didn't I didn't originally see him muff it. I was looking at my phone, and I look up, and I see he's going to pick up the ball at the two yard line, and there was already a Texans player in the screen. I was like, what is going on? You know, but the Browns, if I recall, did not even pass the ball on that final drive. It was literally run, 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 run. Yeah, I think for ninety-seven yards, and the only reason I say ninety-seven is done ninety-eight. Which yeah, can we? Okay, so why exactly do Browns players just not seem to want the team to cover the spread? Because three weeks ago, <laughs> yep. Cody Parkey yep. misses the extra point, which yep. caused them to not cover the spread in Cincinnati. Yep. And now today, Nick Chubb, if he just runs into the end zone, the Browns cover this game. <laughs> Instead, he decides to casually walk out at the one-yard line, which you know means that Houston doesn't get the ball back. means we can take a D. Great. <laughs> but again, same second thing. Second time this season, Browns batters have gotten screwed on a on a three and a half point spread. Yeah. If it says Browns by three and a half, do not bet the Browns. Yeah, don't take it. Exactly. Like we should have learned our lesson by exactly. now. I think did all three of us bet the Browns this yeah. week? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we did. We all lost. <laughs> it's great. Well, at least we all lost together. Yeah. 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 Um, That's the unison. Yeah. Um. 
yeah, no, I was going to, I was going to, so ultimately, yeah, by the book, it's a smart play. And, and it, it was uh, revealed after the game that both Stefanski and Baker told like, all right, whoever gets the ball, if you get this first down, just go down, don't score. Um, and so, you know, he, uh, it was good to see the, the, the coaching to like tell the guy like, Hey, don't score whatever. And then obviously Nick Chubb, um, with the wherewithal to remember that when he's, you know, gallivanting down the sidelines on a 50 yard run. What's interesting is after the game, Nick Chubb said, he's like, it's a good thing that I had, I needed like 50 yards to go instead of 40 because it didn't, it didn't dawn on me until I was at about the 10 yard line that I, that I didn't need to score. Oh yeah. yeah. That's, that's why I think you saw him get down to the two yard line and then, yep. That was, Hard awesome, left. that was an awesome $5 word there. Gallivanting. That's right. Yeah. That's word of the day. Love that. Word of the day. Gallivant. Um, so let's also talk a little bit about um, how uh, the Texans are the worst team in football with, with a really good quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, out of all the teams that stink, you know. I mean, if Jets, they don't have Deshaun Watson, they they don't have a win. Jaguars, Giants, you know, a lot of the teams that, you know, we just rattled off at the beginning of the show, you know, Jaguars, you know, it's the, they just don't have quarterbacks, generally yeah. speaking. Right. Deshaun Watson's great. Like he didn't he didn't play particularly well today, but you know, like we've talked about, that's there's a lot of factors that go into that, the weather, whatever. The Texans stink. By the way, and anybody it's great. who's criticizing Baker Mayfield today for his performance, yeah. I challenge you go to your nearest wind tunnel. Oh, I love it. I'm sure there's one <laughs> close it. by. Bring it, and Steve. crank up the wind to at least tropical storm force, forty, forty five miles an hour. Yep. See if you can throw an accurate pass in, in weather like that. And then if you can Throw in, set the setting so that there's random gusts up to 50 and 60. Yep. Guaranteed. It would be a cool science experiment. I, I challenge anybody to do that. Yeah, I mean, I get it. The numbers don't look great. Like 130 yards passing, no touchdowns. He had no interceptions, too. I mean, everybody complains about how he throws so many interceptions. He's thrown seven now in 10 games or nine games. Um, I, I don't know. Like, what? I don't know what. Like, and the yeah, team's six and three. Right. He he missed a couple throws high. I get it. He had the long one to Landry that he should have completed. Landry was open and he airmailed it. But again, he's throwing the ball into fifty mile an hour wins. Like, what do you want? So, I mean, like, what what do you want this guy to do? Yeah, we understand he's not Patrick Mahomes. Stop trying to hold him to that standard. Stop trying. Stop only being pleased with Baker Mayfield when he plays games like he did in Cincinnati, where he doesn't throw an incompletion and he throws five touchdowns. Whenever I hear people popping off on Twitter about Baker's performance, I just assume that they play Madden on rookie and try to win every game, <laughs> seventy to four. Yeah, or you know, just like yeah. I, what you can't get video game numbers out of a quarterback every single week. I get it; there are quarterbacks that can do that for stretches, but those those are so few and far between. But you know, yeah, Pat Patrick Mahomes, you know, um, uh, like, thinking about like Will. Oh gosh, what's his first name? Wilson Russell. Then we got him. Yeah, brain Russ. fart there. Let Russ cook. Um, he he's doing that because he has to. Because quite frankly, their defense is not a whole lot better than ours here yeah. in Cleveland. That would actually be a fascinating game. Right. Um. Just there's some of these guys that have to put up absurd numbers, and they're doing it because they're those few unique guys. Yeah. That's just not what Baker is right now. And part of the pressure comes from the fact that he was the first overall pick. I understand that. There's more pressure because we the team has to figure out what they're going to do about his fifth year option. I understand all of these things. Yeah. There, there are valid criticisms and criti critiques about Baker, but it shouldn't be every single week we do this 
like hot cold thing based on how his stats look at the end of the game. Hundred percent. We won the game. I mean, I get it. It's a it's a roller coaster with him. Like he set the rookie touchdown record his rookie year. Everybody was crowning him, saying he's the guy. He's the guy. Admittedly, I'm a giant Baker supporter. He had a really crappy second year. We get it. So it's the highs and the lows, and then it's almost like now we're at the point where we're doing that with him on a game-to-game basis. It's like, okay, in Cincinnati, he, he throws uh, for 300 yards, one one incompletion and five touchdowns, and we're like, yeah, yeah, we're you know we're tweeting, uh, and I've, I did it, we're tweeting videos of him dancing in the locker room. And then, you know, he has the game, uh, what was it, the game against the Steelers right before that where admittedly he was awful. So now it's it's almost like it's a it's a game to game thing, but like when he plays solid and the numbers aren't great, you can't just say, oh well, he's you know he's playing bad, he's playing bad. Yeah, he missed a couple guys. He also didn't force things like he has in the past. He didn't make the the. It seems like especially last year, Baker would make the one big mistake every game, and you know we lost in the Raiders game. He didn't make that big mistake in the Raiders game. We lost, but. It wasn't because of him. Now, we're not – like, we didn't win today because of him, but we also didn't lose the game because of him. If, if, if that if that continues, we're going to – the Browns are going to make the playoffs. If, 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 if the Browns – if Baker Mayfield starts turning the ball over all over the place again, then, yeah, the Browns aren't going to the playoffs. But if he plays and he's just solid and doesn't lose us the game – because of who we have running the rock, we're going to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the big thing you hit the nail on the head with a lot of that. Right now, we're in the like the territory of he can't be the reason we lose the game, and for right. this team to take the next step, he will need to graduate to becoming the reason we do win the game. Not just don't sure. blow it. He needs to be the reason we can win it. Yeah. If we get behind early mm-hmm. and can't run the ball like we want to if one or more of our running backs or uh, linemen get hurt in our run game is, is different than it was. You know, you could play it's, – it's wildly unfair to, to say that we win the Raiders game if we've got Teller and Chubb in there, but I feel really confident that we're – Sure. It, 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 I wouldn't say it's a guaranteed win. I don't know win, if it's that unfair. But I, I feel way better about our odds. It's going to at least be a shootout coming down to the wire. Um, yeah, but it's, it's – you know, I think it comes down to a couple things, and Baker's – former number one pick and he's a polarizing guy and people who love to hate him are going to love to hate him and people that are going to look for those reasons they're going to find him because yeah he's very much an imperfect product he's not polished yet yeah the next step will be okay congrats on being more decisive he did a, i think he did a better job of today of working his progressions first option second option it's not there all right go ahead and throw it to kareem something you know he did that on a couple occasions you know, the smart thinking on that grounding play we talked about. There's there's instances in this game where the decision-making looked vastly improved. Right. That's awesome. Let's use that. Let's keep building. Yeah. Um, I, I still think I, the biggest thing with him, um, and what's interesting, is, is I go back to before the season started and our offensive coordinator, Alex Van Pelt, when he talked about uh, he didn't ascent, he didn't really call out the coaching staff last year, but he's like, Baker Mayfield, we, we have to completely rework his footwork. And every time you see Baker throw high and it very wildly inaccurate, his feet are just he get he still gets a little like panic mode, like, you know, uh, frantic feet sometimes in the pocket. And that's when you see those high throws when he gets amped up and he tries to gun it and his feet aren't right and it sails. 
Um, so I think they're st- I, I think they're still working through that. I, I saw a lot of people today who were frustrated with Baker um, after a couple plays in the first half who were saying like, oh, it's 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 game ten of year three. Like, yeah, that's true. But again, I'm going to continue to say it. He's with his fourth coach in his fourth offense with his I think third offensive coordinator. Like, yeah, he's a third year quarterback, but he was essentially completely deconstructed last year with what they did with him um, from from a from a development standpoint in 2019. And that's, you know, that's obviously to blame with Freddie Kitchens, but it's also to blame with John Dorsey for putting Freddie Kitchens in the place to have that that sort of responsibility of a football team. Um, but with Baker, you know, it's he's still being developed. And for the first time, I feel really good about the people who are developing him. And that's not going to come over, over you know, overnight. Again, you know, they had no offseason. Like that footwork stuff and all that, you know, the the <clears throat> the mind games that you have to play as a quarterback, a lot of that stuff is taught in the offseason. And there's only so much you can do virtually with that. So he's behind the eight ball from the standpoint of this year learning a new offense. So I expect Baker to continue to get better the rest of the year and then into year two next year with this offense. Um, But, you know, today, as far as today's game, I mean, we just have have to talk about Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. I mean, and I'll say this. I'm going to throw a bone to the defense. I thought the defense played their best game of the season. Ryan, you mentioned earlier the, about Teller and Chubb, you know, related to this game compared to two weeks ago and the Browns' increased physicality. I mean, the statistics bear it out. Uh, the, the Browns outrushed the Texans 231-90. to 90. Uh, The time of possession, which was absolutely just a, a lead weight around the Browns two weeks ago, uh, they possessed the ball for over 33 minutes today. Um, you know, Houston didn't have those drives where they were continually picking up third and four, third and three, you know, fourth and two. They had one of them. They had one of them. But it wasn't like, like you're saying, it wasn't like the Raiders game where that essentially happened the entire game. You could say that the the only real crucial third down the Texans picked up all day was the third and six where uh, I think two defenders got to Watson just a split second too late and he made an amazing throw down to Cobb. Yeah, that was. I mean, that was borderline a hail mary. He he. It looked like he was. He threw that ball. It was a hail mary. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, Ronnie Harris. He was draped around his ground. Oh, not Ronnie. It was. Was that Redwine or Harrison? It was Harrison. Was it Harrison? Yeah, Harrison wrapped around his waist. Yeah, Redwine was the guy that missed the sack, and then Deshaun ran for a first down, a key first down. Yeah, yeah. Um, Had him in the grasp, as they say. Right. Hmm. Uh, You know, one of my uh, favorite moments from today's game. What's that? Watching Duke Johnson just lay the wood on Sandejo. That was embarrassing. <laughs> he so Sandejo met Duke Johnson in the hole, and he, Duke Johnson, who and who, who we all know, he's not the biggest guy in the world. He's a serviceable no. NFL running back. He was a good player for us, a fan favorite. Yeah, that's just his game is not running guys over. No, but when you see Andrew Sandejo in the hole, the year just, he's had. So in other words, he hit the hole. It was like. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, he turned Sandejo into an accordion. Yeah, he I probably mean, he got he, Sandejo was like this, and he hit him, and he just. Yeah, it was it uh, was spectacular, and and I, yeah, it was good to see. Duke I will again. I, I will say this though, credit to Sandejo. This was one of the games where we really didn't hear his name called, and that's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, it was other other like that play, but you know, again, credit to Sandejo. 
he got demolished on that play, but he ended up making the tackle. Probably technically he got credit for the yeah. tackle, yeah. But it was a game where, where you know, we didn't hear him – we didn't hear his name for making some ridiculous blunder like we have every other week this season. Yeah. So cool. credit to you, Sandejo. <laughs> I know Ryan's not going to – refuses to give him I'm probably not going to give him a whole lot. It was fun watching him get his <laughs> ass laid out. Um <laughs> I tell you what, though, another th- so on the flip side of that, so that was one of my favorite moments. One of my least favorite moments was pretty much everything that the announcer said. Did, oh did my Did anybody gosh. else notice how horrible? Yeah. So so that was um, Matt Millen and um, well, there Dick, you go, Dick Stop Stockton, right there. Yeah, Matt yeah. Millen. Yeah, and yeah. Dick Stockton. A whole neither one of them could pronounce anybody's name right. Jendrick Willis <laughs> and uh, Sende Howell. Stefanski. Stefanski and Appar- Sen- apparently your cousin was the head coach of the Browns. Oh, today. They called, good they lord! Called, they called they called him Kevin Stefanski. It was it was just it's so like, bad. That's like a it's like a half a syllable away from Stefano. They were talking and just the the stuff they were pulling out of nowhere. It was just yeah. it felt like they Chedric, were wildly yeah. Chedric Willis. They were just underprepared. It, what it, was they, the other one? He called Taki Taki some Taki Tani. Yeah. Something Takatani. Takatani or Tonki Tonki. I don't know. I Tana, can't remember. Tanataki. Tana. Yeah. It was oh my god, Steve, you would have you would have died laughing. I hated it. It drove me absolutely nuts. I don't know. So so here's yeah. the thing. So so Fox uh is has uh every, well, outside of the Sunday night game, Fox has every game this week because uh CBS did the Masters. Got it. So there were no one o'clock CBS games today. So that's why the Browns were on Fox today. Right. Hmm. Um I don't know if CBS had a 4.30 game today. They do have a couple games at the 4 o'clock okay. window. They yeah, have none in the 1 o'clock. Right, because the Masters uh, was over at about 3 o'clock after Dustin Johnson set the course record yeah, uh, 20, 20 under. under. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Yeah. I Like we were talking about last week on LOTL, I love watching the Masters. And that was great for Dustin Johnson. Like, to set a course record is amazing. But it made for one of the most, like, uneventful masters and that to come in yeah. into the final final yeah. round. It's like it's like watching the Kentucky Derby and and the 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 leading horse gets out to like a ten uh a ten length, length lead out of turn yeah. one. Yeah. I it was reminiscent of use the golf analogy. It was reminiscent of uh, Rory McElroy running away with the US Open maybe about seven, eight years ago. I think he finished sixteen under, which yeah. is which is still the US Open record. Yeah. I mean we'll talk we'll talk a little bit more about the Masters and on uh, on L T L and on uh on tuesday night but but yeah that was that was pretty uneventful so i did i actually didn't watch i watched a little bit of it just because it's the tradition unlike any other um but i honestly didn't watch much and plus the browns game was going on i'm gonna pick the browns over the masters so um but yeah uh so the browns win 10 to 7 we've got the philadelphia eagles coming into town so, so wait hang on a second okay. is 10 the amount of points that the browns scored today or is 10 the amount of strokes tiger had on a hole today oh <laughs> yoinks hey can i can i answer same yes yes <laughs> tiger had a septuple bogey yeah. on the course today he had a 10 on the par, <laughs> 10 a par, on a par three. 3 right yeah 10 on a which wait which hole was that i don't even know what that's intent. That that's uh, like like. It was Steve, twelve. It was the hole on Amen Corner. Yeah, Steve, you and I wouldn't have done that. No. <laughs> Absolutely. Rough. And you know what? You know what's crazy? He actually had a fantastic round, other than that hole. Yeah. He had about five or six birdies today. Man, I think but, gets, but I mean, he, when you post a plus seven on a part sometimes three, sometimes you just get vapor lock and you just get get beyond the one issue. I. Oh, every every one of my clubs would have ended up in the woods, the lake, or just absolutely. <laughs> I'd, have had a, I'd have gone full blown meltdown mode. I'd have had a three year old temper tantrum. 
There's no way I would have survived that. You and millions of other Holy players. Holy crap. Um, but, yeah, Philly is coming to town. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, ugly weather ahead as well. I think I saw that on Twitter. Boy. It's supposed to be another ugly one. I, Who knows? what? It's going to depend not, on what Philly comes to town. It's yeah. not like it's been bad weather every day. We had a stretch in the last two weeks oh, where it was 70 weather. degrees yeah. and sunny for over a week. Yeah. I don't know why we just keep getting really bad days on Sunday. Well, but yeah, like, yeah, yesterday, yesterday for your day yesterday, I mean, it, it was a little chilly. 50 degrees, partly but, cloudy. Yeah, but then when we were leaving the reception, <laughs> the the weather completely changed. Yeah, it was raining. Yeah. And then wake up, wake up. Uh, wake that's because it was after midnight. It was Sunday. Yeah, true. That. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, boy, yeah, I don't – It. which Eagles team is going to show up? Hopefully the one that played today. But we, uh, we gonna talk predictions for next week. I yeah, we've done it every other week. So. I mean, here's my prediction. You're you're the, you know you know the Eagles better than we do. The Eagles, the, their main problem has been well, there's twofold. One, their their receivers are pretty weak because they've had injuries all year. But the other thing is that they're they're not very good in the trenches, particularly the offensive line. Miles mm-hmm. Garrett could have a field day in this game. Let's hope so. He really could. Um, I and think, you, and you know who you know who puts the ball on the turf more than any other quarterback in the NFL? Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. Yeah, one of those strip sack specials could be in play. I I, I think the Browns will win this game, and they will win it convincingly because they came out they God, they they out they were able to get back to more of a physical mode like they were in September today, yeah. and that bodes really well for next week, where I think they will dominate in the trenches next week and win. Yeah, I mean you said it uh, earlier when when Ryan brought up. Uh, uh, you know, not having Chubb and Teller for the Raiders game, and you, you're like, oh, it's not not that not that ridiculous to think if we had those two guys, we would have beaten the Raiders. Um, it would be like just, a completely just different if, game, right? Just as we would have had those, you know, if we would have had those two guys healthy the whole year, we'd be looking at being a seven and two right now. You know, you would have had you would have picked up some of those third downs that you didn't pick up. Maybe you wouldn't have even gotten into third downs. Sometimes offense yeah. would have been able to sustain drives. Defense yeah. wouldn't have been out there for forty minutes like they were. You know. Yeah, absolutely. It's you know that's what, what do they call it? Um, I can't even think of the term where they, where everybody kind of just you know complimentary football. There you go. That's yeah. That's absolutely. I, I actually, I, you know, I think the Browns played a little bit of that today. You know, with the way that the defense played it again. I mean, point point output. Yeah, they played their best game of the year. But I think um, from a feel and statistical standpoint, I thought they played their best game of the year. Um, they got back to. Uh, playing well against the run, the Browns were Browns surprisingly were actually one of the better better defenses against the run uh, in the NFL up until last week when they gave up over 200 yards to the Raiders. Probably because um, of how bad they were in the air. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it, but I think w- with the weather being constant between the last two Browns games, the Browns kind of flipped the script on uh, what happened two weeks ago rather than today. Today, the Browns were the team that was com- was that was converting third downs, that was running the ball very successfully that was controlling time of possession and that's the reason why they won you know it it's it's funny i i bet there's a lot of and i know you might not agree with this steve because of the disagreement we had on the post game show two weeks ago mm-hmm. i wonder how many texans fans are thinking even though their defense only gave up 10 points how frustrated they were with their defense because the browns just continued to grind out first downs continued to control the clock and all that um they're probably frustrated with their special teams unit too. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Aren't you, Jordan? 
Hey, oh, shots fired. You know what kills me, by the way? The three five and one Eagles. Yeah, are leading their division in first place. Yes, we would have already we would we would have already essentially clinched that division if we were in it. New York like, two and a half games up. The, there's no the, way. The Giants are in second at three and seven. Yeah. Washington came back today against the Lions to lose in heartbreaking fashion on a Matt Prater yep. four thousand yard Matt field goal. Prater hit a fifty nine <laughs> yard field goal to beat the Redskins at, at the gun. He's kicking indoors. No yep. way he makes that outside. Right, today. especially well, to, yeah. especially today in Detroit. Yeah. 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 And then Dallas, oof. Oy. Two and seven as well. I think are they on bye week? Or do they do they have to play later today? I don't uh, know. I think they're gonna I think they're, I think on, they're bye. on a bye. I don't see any of their So yeah, I mean it's so yeah, we get to host the the, the division leading uh if Eagles. the Browns are in the NFC East, we'd be eight <laughs> and one right now. Yeah, we'd be getting all these we right. played the Cowboys twice and yeah. we already beat two of our three know. losses are against the Steelers and the Ravens. We would Redskins we played. Well twice, actually you know what if beat. actually you know what if this year if we were in the NFC East we would have we would have played the Steelers and the Ravens. So oh, yeah. maybe we still would be six. Maybe we'd still be exactly we only have are. to play them once instead of twice. Very true. True. So I don't know. I Philly's a weird team. Um, honestly, similar to the Browns in that they have talent at various positions, and they seemingly should be better than they are. But for whatever reason, they can't figure it out. Yeah. Um, today they went over on third down. Uh, the yeah. Eagles did. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Over. <laughs> That's well, a well, really <laughs> alarming stat. <laughs> well, you, well, you, you want to know why the Eagles lost? There it is, right yeah, there. That's yeah. Carson I mean, Wentz, I, not a great day. Knowing that, how the heck did they even score 17 points? I don't know. Must have gotten a lot of big plays on first and second it down. It was. Uh, I, I mean, that bodes well because we're a defense that can't get off the field on third down. So if the Eagles are that bad on third down, you know, maybe that's the magic elixir. Yeah, could be. Yeah, Carson went 21-37 to for 208 yards. Uh, he got hit sacked three times. Um, didn't throw for any touchdowns, no picks. How did, how did they score? Uh, Boston Scott and Corey Clement rushing touchdowns. Yeah, so there you go. There it is. Here's and, the and uh, a field goal. Here's the difference. They have Boston Scott and Corey Clement. We have Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Yeah, that just feels and, unfair. And that we have Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, and then we have we also have Miles Garrett. Well, don't forget they've yeah. got Jalen Hurts. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. All those ridiculous plays the Eagles have tried point. to do with yeah. Hurts, particularly on, on the goal line. Yeah. He yep. had two carries for negative one yards today. Yeah, solid. So I, yeah, I do think they're, they're going to ruin that guy. Well, I they do are. think they're going to get Miles Sanders back uh, next week. There was talks that he was going to play today. He, he did play today. Did he? Yeah, he did. And I started yeah. him in fantasy, and he laid a egg for me. Yeah, he well, I know 80, he was coming back from injury. He but. gave me eighty-five yards, but he didn't score any touchdowns. So yeah. it's not awesome that they had two running touchdowns and neither of them went to my guy. But you sure, know, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Um, so what's your prediction? For I Sunday? think I think that we eke this out. I think it's going to feel exactly like this week. I know that I'm usually the, the the pessimistic one of the bunch, but I feel like it's going to be a really ugly game that's going to be decided somewhere in the three four, uh, two three four point range. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, let's say that we sneak this one out. I'll take the Browns. Okay. Hey, by any means necessary. Right. I guess a seven and three, uh, and seven and three with the Jags up after that. Mm-hmm. Yellow. That would feel good. You rang. Um, <laughs> I uh, I'm gonna go with the Browns. Um, I think the Browns win this game by about a touchdown. Okay. Um, I think the Browns could score on defense this game because I do think Miles Garrett will is very likely to uh, strip sack Carson Wentz. Just the you know the you know his propensity to do it this year, and then the propensity of uh, Carson Wentz to put the ball on the turf. 
Um, so it could be a scoop and score situation. You know, if if Olivier Vernon would actually be able to scoop it up, unlike, mm-hmm. unlike the game against the Bengals where he almost completely gaffed that one and kicked it out of bounds. Um, yeah, so I I think I think it's I think it's it's about a touchdown game. Um, I think you're gonna see a bet, which is crazy, but because of how many yards he ended up having today, I think you're gonna see a better Nick Chubb next week because he's gonna be, um, he's gonna be uh you know he's gonna have a game under his belt after that knee injury. You could tell, especially in the first half, that he was a little timid. Yeah, absolutely. he was a little slow to hit the hole, make the cut, like as anybody would be. If you come off a semi-serious knee injury especially early on, you got to test that knee out in game situation, him cutting and, you know, like him, the touchdown he scored, that was like, that was, that was when I was like, okay, he's back. Like when he, it it was a, it was a stretch play to the right and he countered it and cut back into the left. I was like, okay, he's back. Vision, by the way, I love his ability to see the field and to make adjustments. Yeah. That was one. I love Kareem Hunt and what he's doing for us, especially him stepping up when Chubb was out and what he's able to do with Chubb in, um, Kareem Hunt would have stretched that to the outside, probably gotten five yards, you know, whatever. Would have been a decent play. Um, but Nick Chubb, like you said, has the the ability and the vision to see, okay, that's going to bounce me out to the sideline. Oh, look, here's this to the left. I'm just going to cut it and go. So um, I think he's going to be better. Um, Kareem Hunt back in his role is kind of like the – and no disrespect to him because he's one of the best running backs in football. But as the Robin to, you know, Chubb's Batman um, – it makes sense that Kareem Hunt had his best game in weeks today with Nick Chubb. You know, best game of the year. The lineup. I mean, Kareem I mean, Hunt was awesome today. Awesome. I, mean, I think there was a game earlier in the season where he hit the end zone twice. But I mean, right. Yeah. I'm saying like from a, from, yardage, a, from a yardage standpoint, yeah. probably his best game. Um, so, yeah, and, and I think Baker's he's going to continue the trend where, you know, he just he does enough as a quarterback and he's not going to he's not going to lose us the game. I think he's, as you see Baker develop more in this offense, he's going to start you know making those big chunk plays down the field. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and I think the defense um, hopefully will use this game as like a springboard. Um, you know, obviously the linebackers and the safety still worry all of us, but I thought the linebackers played better today. You didn't really see Deshaun Watson get loose and get out like any time. I thought the defensive line played an incredible game today. The way that they were able to force him to stay in the pocket and then kind of squeeze down on him. Um, I thought it was fantastic. You, you didn't see, you know, he he escaped a couple times, but it was for like a six yard run, a seven yard run. You know, he didn't break a thirty yard run or whatever, or break it to the outside and, and is able to like launch one for a fifty yard touchdown, like he does seemingly every week. So I thought the I thought the defensive line played really well. So I'm going to go with a touchdown game. I think the Browns win, but we will see as we get closer. Yeah, this would be the first time I've actually picked a result opposite what I picked in the preseason and this is an obvious case of that because I, I did think the Eagles were going to be better than they are yeah, I think we uh, all did at the start of the season yeah, yeah. I probably initially going in preseason I probably picked Philly in this game but I I think I agree I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm flipping yeah but anyway where are the Browns in relation in the big picture of the AFC I'll tell you what That's... I got I got I got really upset and angry by the Thursday night uh, result yeah that one mm-hmm. ticked me off it, speaking of Thursday night I you know the the Titans just had a meltdown in the second half against Indianapolis. And they, you know, coaches not knowing basic math is one thing that really rankles me. And there was a point where, okay, so they're down 17 in the fourth quarter. Okay, maybe they wouldn't have come back anyway. They get a fourth and three on the on the Colts 12, and they decide to go for it instead of kicking the field goal. It's like, I, 
what are you doing? Yeah. You know, that I didn't understand. I certainly didn't understand some of the special teams issues they had, but Titans lose 34-17 to the Colts. That left, I believe that left both teams at 6-3, and three, which is exactly where the Browns are right now. So, yeah, in terms of tiebreaker, you got, uh, you know, we have the tiebreaker on the Colts, but that's only if they don't win the division. Uh, we still have to play Tennessee, so uh, that's a situation that the Browns could, you know, fix themselves later on. But you know, then you leave yourself kind of vulnerable if you don't end up beating Tennessee. So, um, yeah, it wasn't a very helpful result to the Browns. The Browns have not been getting a lot of very helpful results from other from elsewhere in the league lately, for the most part. Um, today seems to be a little more neutral. We'll go. We'll start to go through it here. Starting in Detroit, where you mentioned earlier, Ryan, um, late field goal by Matt Prater was the difference in this one. Uh, the Lions tried to gag this one away, but they, they hang on for a 30-27 to win over the football team. So Detroit continues to be a team that I cannot figure out in the point spread. And again, they yeah. didn't cover this one either. So Yeah, Ryan's been a little bit better than us in the point spread, but I think all of us are having a tough time figuring out the point spread I've this had, year. I've had a, yeah, oh. I, I started off pretty hot. I've gone back-to-back weeks of, of under 500. And yeah. I, I'm, the way things are trending this week's not going to be a whole lot better. Yeah. <laughs> This yeah. week I'm one and five through the one o'clock window. So. Yeah, and I I, I looked, I, when I sent my picks to him, I went back and looked at yours, and I think I only picked two games differently than you did. Hmm. We thought we all knew it, and then yeah. well, the problem this week has been teams have been winning, but they've not been winning by enough to cover the <clears throat> the Browns, Browns, Lions, and here's another one. Green Bay uh, had a much tougher than expected game today against I'll, I'll let, Jacksonville. I'll, I'll let it pass because Aaron Rodgers uh, went off for me in fantasy. So. Same. You know, just some Aaron Rodgers brilliance carries the day, ultimately. Anytime your quarterback can get a rushing touchdown, it's gravy. Yeah, that does help. Uh, six points as opposed to four. Yep. Um, Packers defeat the Jaguars 24-20. to Green Bay still uh, on course. Jacksonville still going nowhere. So in the end, we got the result we expected. Uh, we have we already mentioned this game as well. The Giants um, are certainly looking like a more competent team these days. They beat the Eagles twenty-seven to seventeen, three-five and one. The Eagles are still leading their division by a game and a half. That's that's just un that freaking believable. That doesn't make sense. <sighs> Wait, so, what's like, the Giants' record? Three and seven. They're in second place. Wow. wow. <laughs> I can't even. One of these teams is going to host, not just get into the playoffs. One of these teams is going to host a game. Yes. Yeah. There's a very good chance the Eagles could go like 6-9-1 and one and host a playoff game. They're going to host a, whoever finishes second in the NFC West or the NFC North, it looks like right now. Yeah. Uh, crazy. Um, Unbelievable. It, you know, the, a big theme today is that we've seen a lot of expected results. You know, some of them have been closer than expected. One that was not was in Charlotte. The Buccaneers put up 46 points in Charlotte today. Ronnie they Jones with a 98-yard touchdown run. 98 Eight yards. yards. Buccaneers oh. record. Um, 46-23 over the Panthers. The Panthers are going way in the wrong direction right now. Yeah, uh, three and Teddy seven. Bridgewater got hurt at the end of that game. I don't know if how serious it is. Oh but boy, they they could be in like you he know, was limping off. You know, top five pick consideration here. Yeah, by, and Christian McCaffrey missed another game today. He came back from his six week uh, layoff and got injured again last week, which made him miss this week. Got a bunch of games going on in the 4 o'clock window. We only had five in the 1 o'clock window today, which is you know lower than you normally have. I think the Masters probably had something to do with that. Yep. Uh, 
The Steelers are playing the Bengals. Not surprisingly, the Steelers are up 22-7 to at halftime. Uh, Steelers will move to 9-0 and if they win that game. Gross. Yeah. Uh, Got to figure they will. Only good thing about this is they'll probably play nobody when they play us a second time, and if we need that game, that'll be important. Because we played that in the last week of the season. Yeah. And why exactly do network executives think that here in Cleveland in AFC North territory that we have to see other games from the AFC North? Yeah, stop that. I wanted to watch Seahawks and Rams. Seahawks and Rams are on. Uh, Bills and Cardinals is on. Even even 49ers Saints is on. I don't want to watch the Steelers play. I don't. Like, I have no interest. God. Or the Ravens. And they're all better games, point-wise, too. I mean, I'll just go through them here. Uh, the Saints currently lead the 49ers 17-10 to 10, uh, down in New Orleans. So New Orleans wins this game. They'll stay atop the NFC South. If they were to lose that game, the Buccaneers would actually take over first place. Seahawks and the Rams game you just mentioned, Dan. Right now the Rams are ahead 17-13. to 13. That is early in the third quarter. See, that's a good game. You know, and that's at first place in the NFC West on the line. Yeah. Like, how, how does that At not— At the $5 billion stadium. I don't get it. No, we've got to put the Steelers and the, and the Bengals on. That's just very frustrating. Both both teams with toothless fan bases. <laughs> <laughs> um, another good game. Buffalo playing at Arizona right now. Buffalo is leading that game 23-16. to 16. That's Why about midway through that the third game? quarter. That's one of the games yeah. that I picked against you. I took Buffalo. Okay. Now, all right. Right now, you're looking pretty good on that one. Um, Buffalo's been leading pretty much the whole game up to this point. Yeah. Uh, Josh Allen, wide receiver one with a uh, receiving touchdown that. in that game. <clears throat> Gotta love offensive coordinators who make calls like that. Yeah. And that, that, that I think their offensive coordinator is your buddy, Brian Dable. Mm. Wow. <laughs> That's a blast when <laughs> Now we come to the real meat and potatoes as far as the Browns are concerned. The Raiders are hosting the Broncos. They are currently leading 13-6. to That's midway through the third quarter. God, I hate rooting for Broncos Denver. are still in this one. I-, I don't like their odds of winning this game, but you know they're not out of it yet. That would be a real help for the Browns if, if the Broncos were to be able to overturn that. Same thing in Miami. The The Dolphins lead the Chargers 20-14. to 14. This is a very awkward situation I'm in right now, having to root against Miami. But uh, I have no faith at all in the Chargers. Because last week, two weeks ago on this podcast, the Chargers had a big lead against Denver, and I had said, well, the Chargers are, are, are probably going to win this one. I, what in the – I mean, I just should – I don't even know why I should do it. I should just bash myself over the head for even <laughs> saying such a stupid thing. I, I think the Chargers I mean, probably are the only team in the league that can com- compete with the Browns. Who in, are they playing in this week? Dolphins. Miami. They're the only team that could compete with us in terms of finding insane ways to blow games. Maybe Atlanta. That's probably up like, I mean, At least, yeah. like consistently though, I feel like the Chargers. Anthony Lynn's got to get fired, which is a shame because I liked him as I liked his, that hiring out there a couple years ago, but. There's no way he 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 comes back the way that they're playing. They're two and six. Herbert is showing too much promise, as we've seen with teams. They want to strike while their rookie uh, their quarterbacks on their rookie deal. They're did, they're not going to mess around. Did you take around. the Chargers? Uh, no, I uh, the points I had Miami. Oh, okay. I was going to say because I know there was two. I didn't know if that was the third game I picked against you, nah. but yeah, I have Miami too. Uh-huh. We all probably have Miami. Yeah, yeah. You have so team. yeah, obviously we're hoping for the Chargers to come back in that game, but. Yeah. Don't count. By the way, they're wearing the greatest uniforms in the NFL today. 
powder blues with the powder yellow. blue on the road. Powder powder blue with the yellow pants. Wow, I like Miami's okay. jerseys too. That's actually They're very a great. Good. That's a great looking game. Yeah, it is. Miami My, does wear white at home usually, unless they're playing. A it's night their game, it's their so. retro it's their retro white though. It's not their their new white, hmm. um, which okay. is fantastic. Mm-hmm. But uh, and you know I'm not a big fan of the Miami. Oh, you hate color their scheme. color scheme. I hate that blue or that blue or that oh, green. I, or I love that color. Oh, I think it's great. It's it's better now that it's more of like a highlighter ish, like brighter. But like, what was it when they had those shiny aqua shiny green uniforms? Oh, oh, <laughs> in the Marino era. Oh. Sorry, I didn't mean to do that on the. <laughs> that probably sounded gross. Going to Sunday night. Not a great Sunday night game, um, and certainly not in terms of teams. Waited like. all day for Sunday night. <laughs> Ravens, Patriots. I carry anyone. What I is, mean, uh, uh, what was the game? Ravens versus Patriots. Ugh. Ravens six and two. Patriots you remember, you know, no, you know five. what, I, you know what, I'll, you know what I'll watch that game for. I'll watch that game hoping that Lamar Jackson falls on his face. No, you know what I want to see. I want to see. Remember in Batman where the where Bane blows up the stadium and they all fall into the earth. Yeah, that. Let's, let's, <laughs> I'm rooting for Bane in this game. Look, <laughs> wait, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Do you have that bite? I got it. Hold on, stand by, stand by. Uh, keep oh going. God. And then who's on Monday? Let me guess. You're not gonna be. That. Yep. Uh, why can't I be ready with Vikings this stuff? Vikings against the Bears. Oh, another barn burner. Vikings three and five. <laughs> there it is. Vikings three and five. Bears. Bears are going the wrong way now. They're five and four. I think a few weeks ago, Ryan, you said you don't know how the Bears were doing as well as they are. Well, there you go. Yeah, you know. <laughs> they've lost three in a row. Yep. Yep. Their offense is awful. Like brutal. Which is a shame because they have a strong defense. They have an excellent wow. defense. Fantastic. Never should have benched Mitch Trubisky. Well, they, bit, they benched Mitch Trubisky when they were 3-0. and yeah. Why dumb. would you do that? Really, really dumb. Why? I get he's not fantastic. Been saying it for weeks. 3-0. and God. Could you imagine if, like, next year the Browns start off 3-0 and and they just bench Baker? <laughs> like, Mm. I like I don't understand. A quarterback can't be playing that bad and you win three games. We'd be wanting to run. I don't care who it's out of town if they did that. I don't care who it's. Well, that's what that's, that's what the Bears. Who's going to find a way to want to run him out of town anyway? Yeah, right. That's not new for us. Well, that's that's uh, that. <laughs> That'd be a legit reason to. No, that's fair. Matt, Matt Nagy's going to. If this season trends the way it has been the last three weeks, Matt Nagy's going to get fired in Chicago. Hard to hard to blame them if they wanted to. He's the toast of the town three weeks ago. Now, I mean, it's just how quickly things change. Yep. But anyway, looking across the entirety of the AFC at this point, you got Pittsburgh at eight and zero. You've got Kansas City at eight and one. So they're your top two teams. Buffalo right now sitting which is third. Going to be, by the way, I, which is going to be interesting because only one team gets a bye this year. Yes. So right now, the Kansas City Chiefs at eight and one are playing on Wild Card Weekend. They've got incentive to continue to play hard. Yeah. Uh, Buffalo right now is third at seven and two, and then after that you really have a cluster. The the Ravens right now are six and two. You'd like their odds probably to win tonight. Yeah, to I would say so. They'll end up seven and two. Uh, after that, you got the Browns, the Colts, the Titans, all at six and three, and then you have the Dolphins and the Raiders, both at five and three, but who are both winning their games right now. God. So it could be that all five of those teams are all f- six and three at the end of the day. You know, we 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 talked before the season started about how adding the seventh team to each conference was going to be was going to almost may, be like uh, making the playoffs a layup. Yeah. But, 
Like you're still going to have to win ten and in games. In reality, now there there might be one or two teams in the AFC that win ten games that don't get into the playoffs. Dan, as it stands right now, with the, the, the results hold, we're going to have nine teams in the AFC at six and three or better. As Tony yeah. Rizzo would say, nine. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We it's... currently have the tiebreak over the Colts. Over the Colts. And we lose the tiebreak to, to the, the Raiders. Raiders. And we, we play the Titans later. Yep. And then we also play um I think I think if we play if we play the season the way we've already played the season where the Browns pretty much have won all of the games that they should they should have won and lost the games that they shouldn't have. And then there's the one toss up with the Raiders. If I, I, I think if that if that trend holds the rest of the year and we beat the Titans, I think the Browns are gonna make the playoffs. I think if we beat the Titans, we're going to be in. I'm assuming That's, we're going to— That is the because, Keystone game. Be, well, because that means, by my logic and my thinking, the Browns would go 11-5. and five. Well, yeah, because we would lose to the Ravens and Steelers. Ravens and Steelers again. But then that includes wins over Eagles, Jags, Titans, Giants, and Jets. Yes. I think that one of the games that we need to really pay attention to is actually going to be that Giants game. Yeah. I, that The more that I see them play, the more that looks less like a layup. Um true i'll give you that I, I think i think the jags i mean they put up a fight against uh green bay this week but i, I think that we'll be okay um the titans is going to be the biggie um maybe you're right you know things are maybe slightly different like what happens if the steelers are i don't know they've got one or two losses at most on their record by the time they hit the last week of the season they want to rest everybody yeah entirely possible that we we could sneak out a win there that would help um but yeah, I think I think both of you said it, that Titans game is going to probably going to be the biggest one because we can't do anything about Miami. We don't play them. Yeah, can't do anything about um, the, the games that have already happened. Um, who else is going to be in that cluster? I mean, with us in six and three. Uh, Miami, Miami, Las Vegas, uh, Tennessee, Indianapolis, possibly Baltimore if they take on water. Yeah. Maybe. It's How worth funny would that, that be? It's worth noting that Baltimore, their two losses so far are to Pittsburgh and Kansas City, so they have not right. lost anybody bad up to True. this point. True. No. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a fascinating couple of weeks. I, hey, I, I'll tell you what, though. I'm glad to be a part of it as as opposed to the what we've been experiencing the last two decades. Right. I'm really glad to be a part of it. Kind of two years ago, we got a taste of it where we were still technically involved in December. But once we got to, like, the last two weeks, we were like, okay, it was pretty much, yeah. We knew how it was going to go. I mean, go. 19 things would have to go our way to, to get in. And then, then we, you know, uh, we actually were eliminated – um, before the last game against Baltimore, but we're going to be in it till the end this year, so um, that's exciting. And like I said, would much rather be that than um the alternative. So, yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us. Uh, unless we have anything else, nothing. Browns win. Brown Browns greater than sign Texans, right? <laughs> Yep. Mm, I got right. some beer coming my way. Hey, I got to figure out what I uh, what I'm gonna. I don't know what I want. I have to think of something. Something really creative. expensive. Yeah, something difficult to find. <laughs> so for those of you who didn't listen last week, we uh, Jordan and I put a little friendly wager on the game, and uh, boy, am I glad we just bet straight up winners instead of the spread. Because if I took the Browns plus three and a half, or excuse me, minus three and a half, 
I would have lost my marbles. So I'm glad that we just bet straight <laughs> up wins and loss. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. I would. I, I would have. I, I didn't died. think of that. Remember that? Yeah. Cause, because I think we brought it up. You, you pitched it for a second, and I was like, Nah. Let's just go. Let's <laughs> yeah, just like, go nah. straight up. Straight. And oh. thank God. Dude, because if, if I oh, I'd have lost it. When Nick Chubb ran out of bounds at two, I would have thrown oh my, my remote through the TV. <laughs> I'd have gone down there Could and had words for him. Could you imagine <laughs> if you bet if you actually bet real money on the Browns against the spread today, and you had Nick Chubb in your fantasy lineup? <laughs> Oh. There's somebody. I'm sure that there's a lot of those folks out there, and I'm sure they're very upset at the moment. That's just oh, the way the game goes. Sure. That's just the way the game goes. Absolutely. But uh, all right, yeah, we'll, we will see. I'll have uh, I'll report what beer I end up getting, and uh, we for sure, Victory Monday coming. That's right. Hashtag Victory Monday coming to you in a few hours, or if you're listening to this tomorrow, you're enjoying Victory Monday you're doing right, it now. right now. So Browns 10-7 winners over the Texans today down at the stadium on the lakefront at First Energy Stadium. And uh, that's going to do it for us on the postgame show. But we will be back this week with a normally scheduled episode of LOTL. Um, and we will talk to you guys then. So for Ryan and Steve, I'm Dan. And you've been listening to the Deerfield Gridiron LOTL postgame show. And we'll catch you guys next week. See ya. Bye. Bye. Peace.